What is going on, Vantage Point Podcast? Man, this is your host, Nick. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Summer Takeover. We've been talking about Jesus and therapy, and as always, this is a podcast where we bring inside keys and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. And like I said, man, if this is your first time or 100th time tuning in, welcome, welcome. Uh, Like I said, we've been in our our signature summer series and we're moving along. I want to give a special thank you to last week's episode guest host, Mr. Uh, Dr. Solomon Tension, who who gave us some insight, gave us some real keys to living on purpose. And man, I'm telling you, today's episode is going to be another one. But before we get into that, uh, man, I want to make sure if this is your first time tuning in, this is a weekly podcast that's been on the air since 2019. And man, we talk about a a lot of topics we do sermon kind of episode series and so for every four to seven episodes it'll be the same theme same topic we have some amazing things coming after august but i wanted to let you know just a few things we're going to go ahead and extend summer takeover uh through august that's right we're going to be calling it extended vacation and man i have some amazing guests lined up they're going to be awesome we're going to talk about a lot of uh key topics and so you don't want to miss that you also can go back and listen to our june uh episodes of summer takeover where we heard from our younger generation our next gen influencers and speakers and then like i said July it's been about Jesus and therapy and so I hope and hope that whether it was Kamir Baker go back and listen to that episode Shay and Michelle Watson go back and listen to that one and then like I said last week Dr. Solomon Tension talking about a life on purpose and this week Man, it's no different. We have an amazing, amazing speaker coming to the stage. I feel like I'm saying amazing so many times. It's crazy. Uh, but I'm telling you, these these speakers, these influences have been powerful. This whole Jesus and therapy segment of Summer Takeover has been exactly um, what I knew it would be. And I just thank God for, for the vision of Vantage Point and more specifically Jesus and therapy. But I want you to get ready. You're going to be hearing from a multi-talented author, podcaster, speaker, influencer, and writing coach. She has a passion for helping people tell their stories. She's written four books, including a Christian devotional called I Heart and the Encouraging Guide for Reaching One's Destiny, The Court, The Camp, The Throne. And I want to bring to the Vantage Point stage, please help me welcome Miss Tiffany White. Wow. So we're here. Thank you so much, Nicholas, for that introduction. And thank you for this amazing opportunity to share on this summer series of Jesus and therapy. Listen, I am so ready for this. So, hey, everyone, as Nicholas shared, I'm Tiffany, and I want to thank you guys for lending me your ear and allowing me to fill your car, your workplace or your home on my experience of having Jesus and therapy just for the next few minutes. I'm going to try to give you guys the short version. So what I want to touch on today, because I I struggled with this as I'm like, I want to do a safe topic, but God reminded me that he did not place me here for safe topics, but topics that will really bring deliverance and transformation to those who listen. We tend to run to therapy once life explodes in front of us, but sometimes we need therapy most when we are silently sinking. It's in those times where our flaws and our behaviors, which were passed down to us from generation to generation, it blindly stops us from winning in life. 
You just feel stuck. And it's those things that minimize the impact of our life because of what our character lacks. So this episode is to those who are silently sinking and those who are in a revolving door or the cycle of life where you're making people happy, but you're seemingly not making any progress, which has you in a pit of despair. Yep. This one is for (laughs) y'all. And Honestly, it's my prayer that this episode will bring awareness that leads to your deliverance, your freedom, and ultimately your forward progression. You're about to be unstuck. If you believe that, then I just want you to agree and say, amen, amen. So let's go, y'all. So starting from the beginning with me, I was a church kid. As the seasoned folk would say, I was born on a pew. Growing up, all I knew was church. So naturally, I knew God or I knew of God and I knew of Jesus. I grew accustomed to church, all things church. And in doing that, I miss having a genuine relationship with God. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Jesus. I love God with all my heart because that's what we were taught to do. It was the right thing to do, to love Jesus. And because I wanted to do the right thing so desperately to please my parents and other figures in my life, I quickly developed the behavior of perfectionism, which honestly is another form of religion. I had to check everything off my list (laughs) for life and relationships to make sense. And because of that, my connections, they lacked depth because the quality of my relationships revolved around what was on my checklist. If I checked everything off my list, then that meant that I was good and I was safe. But when a relationship went south, I couldn't figure out why the other party was upset because to my knowledge, everything was checked off my list. So I was doing everything right. I was doing everything right. But the most important thing that Jesus told us to do, which was to love people and love takes compassion. Love takes understanding and understanding takes sacrifice, which means that You have to put your checklist away to really listen to the heart of people and then listen to the heart of God. That's loving people, moving yourself completely out of the way. But y'all, I couldn't see that (laughs) because I was self-righteous and religious, much like the Sadducees and the Pharisees when Jesus walked the earth. The Sadducees and Pharisees did things by the law, but Jesus reached beyond the law to reach people. Listen, y'all. We got to reach beyond the law to reach people because those are the people who needed Jesus most. Oh, I feel that so much in my heart. And now that I'm voicing this out loud, it's like I was a type of Paul. I was killing people, sabotaging relationships, thinking that I'm doing the right thing. Until I met Jesus for real, for real, I had an experience with him and got knocked off my horse. Solomon tells us that every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. So in the moment when you think that you're doing what's right, what I want you to do is take a moment to pause and really examine your heart. Does your heart align with God's ways? So I experienced Jesus at a young age in the safety of my room. And I knew he was real and I knew he was living in my heart. But church, church stuff, churchism, whatever you want to call it, it guided me more than the voice of Holy Spirit. Now, hear me. I am not, I repeat, 
I am not bashing the church because ultimately we are the church. So if I bash the church, then I'm also bashing myself. And that's biblical also in Proverbs. But when I refer to the church or church stuff or church isms, I'm referring to the mindset that I had. And I'm also referring to my behavior. So I had a church, religious, whatever you want to call it. I had that type of behavior, but my perspective began to change and my heart began to heal when I crossed paths with a person who is now my spiritual mother, pastor, and she is my mentor. She did what 2 Timothy 2.15 tells us to do, to rightly divide the word of truth. And I sat under that truth (laughs) and it was being taught. And as it was being taught, it challenged me and it revealed my heart to me. It revealed how my perspective and my behavior was tainted. Now, she didn't say this to me, but this is what was revealed to me in my quiet time with God. This is the Jesus part, (laughs) y'all. My heart was revealed more and more as I sat under her teaching, but I still struggled with perfectionism because I still wanted to do things right. So much so that when I made a mistake and I was caught in my mistake, My whole world broke, y'all. And when I tried to fix it, I only ended up making a bigger mess. And because of my behavior of being a perfectionist, a people pleaser, a person of control or whatever you want to call it, I had a character flaw that is often overlooked in today's culture. But this flaw matters to God. (laughs) It really does. So my character flaw was I was a liar. I was a liar and I was full of fear. And because of that, I couldn't maintain relationships with people. The more that all of this became clear to me, I began to see myself as a hazard to people. So I began to operate and behave as if I was a hazard when all people wanted to do was just love me. I walked into places with the mindset and the demeanor that people didn't want me there because I was a hazard. I began to isolate myself because I felt most comfortable and safe when I was alone, where no one could see me, where no one could see the real me and all of my mistakes except me. Now, mind you, I was still in love with God. I listened to worship every day. I read my Bible. I preached powerfully. I had Jesus and I love Jesus, but I was broken in real life. And I feel this so strongly right now because I know so many people and you may even be listening right now. You may be broken. I know you are broken because I see it in the eyes of people on social media and also when I see people on the street in person. And it's more obvious to me because I've been there and I've been through it. And we are most desperate when we are broken, but frustration sets in when we cannot pinpoint why we are broken because it's been passed down and covered up. And the people before us, they just learn how to adjust to it rather than to address it. So y'all, I was broken, but things changed for me. One night I lied to someone who was very dear to me because in that moment I was afraid. I was afraid that the truth would destroy my relationship. And so I lied. I lied and I didn't have plans to come clean. So I got ready for bed that night, but I couldn't sleep. I watched a video that was sent to me earlier that day. And while watching that video in my bed, Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And he said, you must tell the truth. They love you. You don't have to be afraid. So I made a decision to come clean. 
because I reached a point in that relationship where I knew what Holy Spirit was saying to me in that moment was true. So I got up, called that person on the phone, and I came clean. And in return, that person was very upset, as they should have been. And I felt horrible. Our friendship was nearly over. And and this was really important to me because I didn't have many friends. (laughs) Because remember, I sabotaged relationships. So the relationships that I had, I was holding on tight. And knowing that I made this person upset, it just broke me. So our friendship was nearly over because they couldn't trust me. And I was broken even more knowing that. But that night was a turning point for me because I made the first step of being washed and cleansed from the perfectionism spirit as well as the spirit of fear. And through that process of healing, I experienced anger with God because he was the one who told me to come clean. And it seemed like that when I came clean, it backfired on me and it was beyond repair. So I felt hopeless like the relationship would never be restored. So in this moment, as you can imagine, all I wanted to do was isolate. I wanted to leave and completely remove myself from the situation. I wanted to remove myself from the state. I wanted to just start clean with this new clean slate of what God was doing in me. Because here's the thing, even in the midst of my pain, I knew that God was doing something major in me. I knew that he was doing a major work. He was making me new. He was restoring me. And because of that, and knowing that, I didn't isolate or move. Instead, I fought because I knew that this situation was more about me than anything. God wanted to cleanse me. God wanted to heal me. He wanted to restore me and make me new. So y'all know what I did? (laughs) I went to therapy. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. God wanted to do all those things in me and he was doing it in me, but I needed help because it's hard to see the true root of a flaw in a masterpiece. If you are the masterpiece, you need help. You need an extra pair of eyes, licensed and anointed eyes, might I add. (laughs) So I needed help. And here's why I needed help. For so long, I was doing what other people wanted me to do, what other people approved of all to make them happy. I even did things that I wasn't called or anointed to do. And because I'm a creative, it was easy to do. When I did these things, I would get feedback that I was doing great things. And so I found my value in those things and in the feedback from doing those things. I hadn't taken the time to really acknowledge my true value. And so many people are stuck in finding their value in things and the feedback that people give you because of the things that you do, that you're missing your true value, what God wants you to see. God wants us to see our true value. And it wasn't until the things that I was doing were paused that I realized that I had to dig deeper. My value was deeper than my works. I had to sit with me, y'all. I had to sit with me. I had to learn me and I had to love me and all my flaws. 
And let me tell (laughs) y'all, loving, or should I say sitting with all my flaws or in my flaws was so uncomfortable, but it was necessary for my healing process because it taught me to do or how to do what Peter instructs us to do, which is to cast all our cares on God. Why? Because he cares for us. He cares for you. He cares for you, people of God. And what I was doing, I was carrying too much and I was buckling under the weight causing my character flaws. God doesn't want us to carry what he can handle. So instead of holding on to my cares, I had to learn to cast my cares on him. And once I did that, it was easier for me to trust God with what I could not control. Y'all listen, (laughs) this was big. And honestly, it's still a work in progress. But let me tell y'all, I'm doing it. I'm trusting God with what I cannot control. And there's so much freedom in that. And you see, this is why it's so big. Because when you walk in perfectionism and people pleasing, it's a type of control. You want to control your relationships. You want to control your future. So you will manipulate in order to do that. So that what people see is not easily judged, but It's approved by them, but God approves our steps. He orders our steps. And when you have a clear understanding of who you are and how God sees you, then you no longer have to cover your steps. You can walk boldly because you know that God is with you. He's the one that shields you. He's the one that protects you. He has our lives in the palms of his hands, but you have to trust him completely. Listen, I love Jesus majority of my life but I didn't understand, whoo, my gosh, I didn't understand how much he loved me until I accepted the raw version of myself through therapy. And I saw that God didn't change his mind about me. Ooh, that's a sweet spot, y'all. And now I'm able to say that I'm healed and I'm free. Listen, I'm so free, y'all, that I dance in front of people. (laughs) I sing in front of people. I've learned to let my hair down and not be concerned about those who judge. And I've learned not to judge people too, but to really listen to the heart of people. And that all happened through me accepting Jesus's love and seeing Jesus's love by seeing and accepting my flaws through therapy. I've learned to be an advocate for myself and not be afraid of the positive and constructive confrontation. Now, y'all do know that confrontation is necessary for Pete's sake. And this is what freedom and healthy relationships look like. Relationships, they confrontation is needed, y'all. And going back to my whole situation and ordeal, I'm going to tell y'all, that relationship that I thought was over, God restored it, y'all. And honestly, it's the best that it's ever been. And I'm so grateful. But I got to tell y'all this. I had to trust God to do it. I had to take my hands off. And although my hands were off, my heart was all the way in because I was healed. It is so important that we become healed. You start to enjoy life more when you're healed. And Jesus and therapy is necessary for that to happen sometimes. Getting therapy doesn't mean that your relationship with Jesus is weak. It just means that you need help because you're entangled. Hebrews tells us 
Let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Listen, y'all, sin easily entangles us, especially when the sin becomes your lifestyle because you don't even know that it's there. Not until someone points it out and helps you locate the root which helps you own it. That's therapy, y'all. And you know what happens? Cycles only continue when we fail to take ownership or responsibility. Do y'all hear me? The bridge to your freedom could be therapy. You need help and it's time for you to get it. So Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice and I thank you for them. Father, I thank you that you see their heart, you know their heart, and I pray that you would touch them right now where they're at in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would remove every obstacle that easily besets them. And I declare that, their hour of healing begins now. I pray that you would connect them with people who are conducive to their healing. I feel you right now, God. And I pray that you would send your anointing, your oil of healing to them right now and heal every broken place in their heart, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would remove the shame and the stigma that is attached to them getting help through therapy. And I pray, God, that every lie of the enemy, every deceiving thought, every negative voice that is telling them not to get help. I pray that you would silence it, remove it now in the name of Jesus, remove distractions and detours that would keep them or delay them from being free. Father, your word tells us that deliverance is the children's bread. So Father, I pray right now for an awareness to happen in your sons and daughters right now that will birth deliverance in their lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited for you guys. And I'm just thankful, Nicholas, for you allowing me to share on your platform. This was huge. So thank you so much. It's my prayer that people were blessed and ignited. And if people want to connect with me, then they can follow me on Instagram and then they can just click the link in my bio and all my information will be found there. So my Instagram handle is I am simply Tiffany. I am Simply Tiffany, and that's simply S-I-M-P-L-Y and Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y. I am Simply Tiffany. Thank you again, and God's blessings to everyone.